When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's Christmas Eve. Uh, wishing you all a very Merry Christmas tomorrow. Inside, and I probably presents off won't be seeing you guys tomorrow. Uh, you know, I didn't... Uh, see you guys and speak to you guys last week and i was really really feeling the juices i really wanted to come on and at least do a 15 20 minute video last week as well because i don't know man i feel the fomo i like talking fpl i like talking to you guys i like doing content so here i am i've uh, been busy with my brother's wedding which is why i haven't uh, appeared on last uh, week's stream uh, but yeah uh, just quickly put up five six images don't really need those images but i thought i'd talk to you guys with freestyle and chat some fpl talk about some of the topping talking points uh, including uh, Mr. Erling Haaland's tweet as well. And uh, we'll take it from there probably after 15, 20, 25 minutes when I have said everything I feel like saying about the talking points to cover. We can probably do some questions as well. We'll see. We'll take it as it goes. Uh, if people in the chat can let me know if the sound and everything is okay, it'd be great because I'm doing this solo and I just want to know that everything is fine. Stream. Before we get into the swing of things, uh, as you guys know that all the stats and tables that you see on our podcast are from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. They've got a 20% discount happening at the moment and you've got a seven-day free trial as well. Uh, very, very useful during this crunch period. Some of the tables that I'm going to show you on this podcast are from the members area only. More than the members area, it's always the articles that they do, which are members only, which I find very, very useful. I'm so, sort of compulsive about them. I have to read those articles. Those I feel like I haven't done enough research for the week. So yeah, if you want to become a member, please click on the link in the description below. All right, perfect. I've got confirmation from uh, the chat that everything is... Good. Uh, what should we talk about right now? Maybe talk about the, I think Erling Holland is the first thing we should talk about. We'll talk about like what timings are looking like and then I will probably go game by game and think about the talking points from each game and take it from there. Biggest question is what do you do for Erling Holland? Now the game is on Wednesday night and the deadline is on Tuesday uh, in the afternoon. And normally the pressers for Man City happen the day before a little later so are we going to hear from pep are we going to get any sort of confirmed news i think probably not your best hope when it comes to Erling holland is hoping that some sort of mm, images come from the man city socials or some itk information comes out that's your best hope so if i was you today tomorrow i would make a plan for Erling holland if not i feel like we have a good captaincy option for game week 19 and that captain who is a good captaincy option this week plays a certain newcastle united in game week 20 and if it looks like Haaland's going to be fit for 20, just get him there. 
Like, don't worry about it because you have a captaincy option if you have an easy route to Erling Haaland this week. If confirmed news comes by the time Tuesday's deadline approaches, get him in place. Make a plan in place. Even if it's confirmed, you know, he's coming back from an injury. Uh, not nailed to play more than 60 minutes, etc. We don't know what situation is. We haven't heard from him. I mean, what we saw was quite bizarre. Because if you guys don't already know, I think it was a Man City French account that tweeted Erling Haaland uh, training. And about an hour or two later, they deleted that tweet. And then a day later, Haaland tweet, tweeted anyway. And all he tweeted was him in a training kit, uh, showing off his immense legs, immense calves, and that's about it. So make a plan for Haaland, because the fixtures for Man City are just incredible, as you can see. I mean, you definitely need to make a plan for Haaland in place. Hold on, I just need to get the image in place. So easy on me, guys, today. I'm kind of freestyling. We're looking at Everton. Then we're looking at Sheffield United at home in 20. Then Newcastle away in 21. And then Burnley at home in 22. And then Everton at home in 24. So the fixtures for Man City are just really, really good. So your prime focus right now is whenever we do hear Erling Haaland news, how are you going to get him? When you, if you plan to get him in gimmick 20, I think the obvious answer, even though Salah is playing at home against a Newcastle team that isn't looking, isn't looking as good right now, is you have to just sell Salah. Uh, Son plays Bournemouth at home. You could consider selling Bourne, uh, Son as well. It's whoever you fancy holding on for Game Week 20 because the Newcastle defence at the moment doesn't look as strong as it did earlier. That's it. Because because they conceded a fair amount of chances to Luton even. I thought Luton were incredible in that game. But the first choice back four is back. We don't know about Joel Linton's injury status. But yeah, make a plan for Haaland. Sell one of the two big guys in Game Week 20 if you have to. Because Game Week 21 onwards, if you guys already don't don't already know, Son, Salah, and everybody else playing AFCON and Asia Cup depart in Game Week 21. Game Week 20 is going to be the last week that they play. I'm just going to quickly scan through the chat and see if anybody else has anything to say. Uh, uh, Raghav has asked me if we should sell Bukayo Saka instead of Son, or, instead of other players. And I'm like, we have cash cows to sell in terms of Son and Salah. And they're going to be your primary assets to sell at the moment. So Saka is going to stay in there just because the fixtures look incredibly good at the moment. All right, uh, let's do game by game. And whatever talking points I have, I'll talk about them. Newcastle versus Nottingham Forest. Firstly, we need to... F I mean, uh, Bournemouth got like a Christmas gift from the ref because not only did they... Did not deserve that second yellow for Willy Bolly at all. Their performance was really good, being uh, with 10 men. Chris W, shout out to Pras, uh, uh, did really well as well. Pras, you should probably get back him. He looks like a good pick now. And uh, that was a joke, that was a joke. Uh, Newcastle man, uh, Trippier is back. He played well, but their clean sheet got wiped out. Now they just have one good game against Forest at home. And after that, uh, they have a few tough fixtures. They're playing Liverpool away and City at home and then Villa away. So the clean sheet chances don't really look good at the moment. I mean, that's what we said before Aston Villa played uh, City and Arsenal at home. But yeah, uh, you know, if you own a Lascelles, he might be a problem because Shar and Botman look like they are fit. We don't have any news from Eddie Howe. Never going to get any news from Eddie Howe with regards to Lascelles as well. But I mean, I think it's 0-90 this week. So you start him with the hope that he's fit. He's, I think it's the first kickoff uh, this week as well. So we probably get news also. Trips is a hold for one week. Then you have to hide him for the next three weeks. And then you probably get him back for Luton. Uh, if you don't have any other players to play, Trippier is always a good play no matter what the opposition because he's on set pieces, uh, needs one return to get into the bonus, etc. I started Liveramento this. Okay, let me have a little bit of a festive rant. 
I feel like, and it's a little indulgent, in the last three, four weeks, my reads have been pretty good. I was early on Dominic Solanke. Uh, I got Richarlison early a couple of weeks ago. I've been talking about Odegaard since a couple of weeks. Uh, and uh, I got Trent uh, this week as well instead of Trippier. And he should have buried that chance. I mean, that Usain Bolt type sprint against Arsenal should have buried that chance because I benched Gabriel. I really didn't want to bench Gabriel. Then I was talking to a few friends and, you know, I got lured into if Livramento starts, the upside for Livramento is really high against the Luton Town team. My gut was to start Gabriel, like, I mean, 60-40 decision, but my gut was there. And I think one lesson that I learned from this is instead of chasing upside with a player that probably isn't going to start, I mean, this is sort of basic, but come on, we t teach ourselves things as well. Start the guy that's nailed on to start. And especially when he plays for a premium defense like Arsenal, even if it's Anfield away. And he's just a good pick because sometimes he's capable of getting a goal in a set piece because Arsenal have been really good. So, yeah, I mean, that's the luck of the draw and there's a little bit of a hindsight bias, but just play the player guaranteed for minutes is my learning from this. Especially when it's dodgy like Livermento, where a lot of other players were fit uh, and firing anyway. Anyway, uh, that's out of the way right now. Uh, so yeah, Newcastle play Nottingham Forest, you play your assets, uh, you play Gordon. Uh, just that the timing, uh, if you look at the bottom of this chart, for Newcastle, doesn't look that good. They only have a 67.5 hour gap before their game against Forest. After that, they have a long gap before they play Liverpool. So this game expects some rotation. I mean, if they have players to rotate with. But even if it's not rotation, expect some tired legs, I wouldn't be very... It just looks a little dodgy. They play home. Forest is good. Forest were pretty good against Bournemouth. Uh, so yeah, that's a bit of information I wanted to point out. Uh, nothing to say about Forest. They're not FPL picks yet. They will become in some time. Bournemouth versus Fulham. Dominic Solanke. Uh, I mean, what do you say about that? That was a great, great, great performance. Top hat-trick. Gifted. Bournemouth got gifted playing a game against 10 men, but those goals were really well taken by Dom. I mentioned uh, before two weeks, you know, that our perception of Dom is that he's a trickler. But that's changed because while he was sort of like an ancillary striker earlier under Antonio Iraola, he's the top of the spirit. His XG per 90 has increased drastically and he's commanding a lot more chances. There is always hall potential when it comes to a Dominic Solanke. Is he a captaincy option this week if you're worried about Salah's minutes, which I wouldn't worry about at all. I'll explain when we come to Liverpool. There's no need to worry about Salah's minutes. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, and if you don't have Dom in place already, get him. Provided your primary focus, in my opinion, should be Erling Haaland. Because we're looking at Sheffield United at home and Burnley at home in a matter of two weeks. In a matter of uh, three gimmicks for Haaland. So, just make a plan for him. And if you don't have Solanke, solid pick. That said... Let's look at the fixtures. I've seen a few people worried about how they might need to sell a certain Dominic Solanke to get Erling Haaland in place. What do the fixtures look like? They've got Fulham at home. After that, they've got Spurs away. Spurs away is a good fixture for attackers. Spurs generally were saved by Vicario as well. Everton had, I think, 1.5 plus XG against Spurs. And they were really, really good. Uh, so Spurs is good for your attackers. Happy to play him in 20. After that, they've got Liverpool at home in 21. So that could be a dodgy fixture. Again, they've got West Ham away for a storm. So fixtures for Dom are good, man. It's a, he's a good pick. If you can get him right now, provided you have a plan for rolling, get him in. Uh, there's not much else to say about Dominic Solanke at the moment. Uh, Fulham also. 
want to talk about the Fulham uh, game because Fulham versus Burnley, the first half Fulham had a ton of chances. So, you know, there is a, like you could say that all the three uh, promoted teams had good results. Uh, but out of the three promoted teams, on the eye, Burnley still looked the weakest to me in terms of the amount of chances they concede for their opposition. So I am licking my lips, having hold, held on to a certain Darwin Nunes and having Mo Salah and Trent uh, because I feel like Liverpool could easily score four or five goals in this game. I thought they were magnificent, especially in the second half against Arsenal as well. Uh, that's why, and, and you know, the, while we're freestyling and talking about Burnley-Liverpool, I'll just freestyle and then we'll talk about your questions later. Why will Liverpool want to sell, save Mo Salah? They have this game, then they have... Just let's see the rest period. So Liverpool have only a 70-hour rest period before the game against Burnley. Then they've got a long rest period before they play Newcastle uh, in Game Week 20. And then Salah departs. So you have a Mo Salah that's going to depart for the AFCON anyway. I'm going to... I'm in a title race. I'm going to play my marquee attacker, especially because he's got such a great relationship with Trent at the moment, especially because he's looking good. That goal was a banger. I don't see any limited minutes. And I don't even see a chance for like 65, 70 minutes unless Salah's achieved getting close to fatigue levels because they've got a long enough gap before the Newcastle game anyway. So I think Salah just looks primed to be a great captaincy option, in my opinion. If you fancy being... I'm not going to say it, but for the... Uh, Guys who have like dodgy uh, fingers and feel like doing something festive and different. Darwin is nailed on to start. Uh, Diaz looked like he had a problem as well. Uh, Darwin had limited minutes. I'm fully expecting Darwin to start in the Burnley game. If you have him, start him. Don't sell him this week in my opinion. There could be enough upside there. I'm going to say it. Uh, Sheffield United versus Luton, I think... Uh, Archer could be a start this week. He looks really good, man. He looks much better under Wilder. Wilder's team looks a lot better. We need to align our expectations when it comes to our attackers playing both these defences, whether it's Sheffield United or Luton. They don't tend to let their opposition haul because they're good at playing in an old Sean Dyche, Burnley sort of way where they play good, effective, deep blocks. So consider your captaincy options when you're... I mean, they're still two of the worst teams in the league. But they are good at playing an effective deep block is what I want to say. In my opinion, the best fixture for your attackers is always Burnley, which is why I think the Liverpool versus Burnley fixture is great. Yeah, man, Liverpool, Trent. Uh, I mentioned to the boys last week that I was looking at one of Trent or Trippier in for Maguire or Livermento. I wish almost, I almost wish I sold Livermento so that I could have had Gabriel playing. But the thinking is that I, I watched back the highlights for four or five Liverpool games. And let's just talk about Trent. Why do, why do we think? I mean, you guys already know. Everything I'm about to say is a little bit obvious anyway. But Trent is right now in the form of his life. Playing incredible football. Is the best player in his team by a distance. And everything that Liverpool are creating that's sort of effective is created by Trent. It doesn't matter where on the pitch he's playing. Whether it's inverting, whether he's playing from the middle of the park, whether he's playing the crossing. He's on it. Like so many times when he's passing ball from deep and he's making the cutback run, he's taking shots from outside the box. He's just a great pick in the best form of his life. And what is the thing with Trent? I was looking at some bonus point data. And before this week, I was looking, before when I was analyzing trips versus Trent last week, I was looking at baseline bonus accrued by players in the last eight, six to eight game weeks. And top was Trent at 125 baseline bonus. Next was Anton Robinson at 104 baseline bonus and third best was somebody at 94. So this guy just gobbles up those bonus points. What that means is whether it's a clean sheet, one assist 
or one goal, that return from Trent is probably a six to seven point return. So if you don't have him, plan to get him. But first plan to get Haaland, depending on uh, Haaland news. But Trent is just a good pick. Once Salah goes in, your money spent. Trent is somebody you can hold on to for a long time. Enjoy Liverpool games because he's so on it. And see what happens. Right. United versus Aston Villa. Okay, at this point, uh, guys, I would love for you all just a little bit of a festive request. We like not leaving you guys empty any game week, no matter what the situation is with us traveling, busy with family life, busy with work, uh, all of that, whether it's Christmas, etc. We try to give you all content and all we are asking for return is just hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. I don't think there's any way we are going to hit the 30,000 target before the end of the year, but we're 300 short from 29,000. At least get us there. I would, I would really appreciate it, love it. Uh, if you guys are content creators, etc. People who have a decent amount of followership on Twitter, post this out there and help us get to the 29,000 mark at least before the end of the year. We really, really appreciate it. Just hit the like button, man. It's Christmas. Right. United versus Aston Villa. Uh, Manchester United have good fixtures, uh, but don't have good FPL picks. Things are not looking good at the moment. Uh, I mean, United is just a wait and watch. Uh, you see what happens once Casemiro, Lissandra Martinez, Mason Mount, etc. are coming back mid-Jan. Until then, it's, it's a shit show at the moment. Don't touch us. Let's talk about Aston Villa. Uh, in hindsight, people might say that Oli Watkins was always going to happen, etc. He was still the best captaincy option this week, no matter what happened in the Everton game, no matter what happened in the Dominic Solanke game. You always tend to feel, what if I did this and the glory thing, but Ollie Watkins had an assist, which was incorrectly ruled out because that was definitely a different phase of play. And we know that David Lu uh, Douglas Lewis is probably going to take the penalty, but they had a penalty ruled out and Game State plays a massive difference and Watkins could have had a goal and assist in this game against Everton. So don't feel bad. He was a good captaincy option. And good hold for this week. He's playing United. United are not in a good uh, pace at the moment. I mean, we played a 17 or a 16-year-old kid as our central defender this week. And we considered a, fair, considered a fair amount of chances to West Ham as well. So, yeah. Brentford, Wolves, nothing to talk about at the moment. Chelsea, Crystal Palace. For those of you all like me that don't have Cole Palmer in their teams uh, before uh, the festive... Uh, uh, Picture crunch and uh, looking at enablers for Haaland. Cole Palmer is the best enabler for Haaland. He's probably Chelsea's best attacker at the moment. Things are going to look better for them with Nkuku coming back. Only warning for Chelsea is that if you see right at the bottom, they have the shortest turnaround between game week 18 and 20, 76 and 63 hours. So, and they've got a lot of options in their attack as well. You know, Nkuku's back, Proya's fit again, Jackson is fit. All the three strikers are fit. Mudrik's fit, Gallagher's fit, uh, Sterling's fit, Palmer's fit. So, we'll see some limited minutes in rotation, even for Palmer. That's all. Uh, when you're looking at their central defenders, if you're in the value bracket shopping, especially to fund somebody like an Erling Haaland, I feel like more than Colwell, Badishali should be nailed. I feel like he's probably one of the best centre-backs. So... Why are we talking Chelsea? We're talking Chelsea because their fixtures are just incredible. Crystal Palace at home, Luton away, Fulham at home, Liverpool away, Wolves at home, Crystal Palace. It's good fixtures for defence. So if you want to hunt in the value bracket for Chelsea, I'm all for it. If you want to punt on a Raheem Sterling also, don't mind it, but like I showed to you guys, like the turnaround is tight and for Chelsea, that's all. 
Crystal Palace. I just want to take a moment to talk about Crystal Palace. So Olise is doing well in the last three or four weeks. And if you're looking for a very short-term punt, Eze is also back. And when Eze and Olise are back, they sort of tend to play a little sexy, attacking football. Roy tends to loosen up, gets in the Christmas spirit, etc. So I don't think it's a bad idea because uh, the fixtures for Palace, Chelsea away, then they've got Brentford at home and Sheffield United at home. That's it. There's just way too many good picks to consider Crystal Palace. Ignore. Everton versus Man City. Everton were excellent against Spurs and deserved a draw. In the second half of the game, they really came back into the game. Uh, they accrued, I think, like I mentioned, 1.7 or 1.8 XG against Spurs. Playing really good football. What are the fixtures looking like? Because there are picks in that team. Where is Everton? City, then Wolves, then Villa, then Fulham, then Spurs, then City. That's the problem with Everton. They don't have fixtures at the moment. And Man City. Again, it, everything depends on Erling Haaland. Alvarez had three returns in that final uh, in the Club World Cup. So, City is a team we need to pay close attention to because as per Mikkel Tokwam's transfer algorithm and as well as Ben Krillin, we are looking at a double game for City in the game week 24 to 26. It's looking like game week 25 is very likely for a double game week for City and Brentford. Let me quickly see who City and Brentford play in game week 25. Just hold on, guys. I'm doing this live on the fly. Doesn't matter. We're all friends here. Uh, in Gimme 25, City play Chelsea at home. And uh, Brentford play Liverpool. So Brentford is going to place Liverpool and City. So the double game, it doesn't look that attractive for them. We're probably going to get Ivan Tony if he sticks with Brentford. And City have Chelsea and Brentford. So yeah, you don't mind that because City have great fixtures now. Uh, just let's look at City's fixtures. Everton, Sheffield United at home, Newcastle, Burnley, Brentford, Everton. Just great fixtures and a potential double in 25. So, you know, the thing is we just don't have information about them. What's How how soon is Kev going to be back in the fold? What's that first team going to look like? Because their entire first team is essentially on paper fit. So what happens when their first team is going to be fit? Who's going to be first choice? Like, I would love to uh, get a John Stones in place. Uh, we don't talk about Ruben Diaz here because you guys get offended. But you saw what happened with Jeffrey Shop. Uh, hopefully somebody like a Stones is fit. Edison could be an option if we're hunting in the market for a goalkeeper soon once. Newcastle buy somebody for Dubrovka. Erling Haaland needs to be fit. All of us will get tempted into... Both Zoff and I have spoken about this. Like, even if De Bruyne shows a little bit of leg, we're in. We're in. Foden could be a good pick. I think the thing with City is that we need to see a game or two to see what Pep is thinking in this phase for Man City and then jump on their picks. Plan for Erling Haaland. Think about a defender as well. The thing is, we just don't know who's nailed at the moment. Right. Who else do we talk about? And if Erling Haaland, if we find out that Erling Haaland is fit, he's a great captaincy option, even against Everton. It's Haaland, man. We just, it's about what we hear from Pep. I wouldn't panic if you have to like take a hit for Haaland or anything of that sort because I think Salah is just a good captaincy option this week. And so are the Spurs guys. Uh, Spurs play Brighton. A note on Pascal Gross now, who has good fixtures, by the way. Just uh, noting down the top of the ticker, they play Spurs at home, which is a good fixture for attackers. West Ham, Wolves, Luton, Palace, and then Spurs again. Pascal Gross has... Five assists and one goal in the last five or six games. He's averaging 7.2 points per game. Again, he's a bonus monster. Tends to play more attacking nowadays. He's on set pieces. So if you're looking for like a glue guy, steady Eddie pick, I just, you could go for gross, but I just think there are better picks in the midfield bracket. That's it. Once Son and Salah leave, we could be hunting in their bracket for more. 
So just shouting out names here. Uh, Danny Welbeck did really well. Uh, Deserby mentioned that he's playing on another level as well. And yeah, I'm sitting here comfortably with Son, Richarlison and Poro. Happy about that. Uh, news that we have on Richarlison for punters like me is that he had a slight back issue, which is why he was taken off early. But uh, Ange Postecoglou doesn't think it should be really anything. Arsenal versus West Ham. Two teams with keen interest in FPL. Arsenal are going to be strong, look really strong. And it's worthwhile getting a third Arsenal player if you're on two already, whether that's a defender or an attacker. I've been talking about Odegaard since the last two or three pods. Again, yesterday, one assist and three bonus points, I think it was for him. Looks on it. He just looks really, really on it. I think he's a good pick. If you fancy a punt on uh, Jesus, Martinelli, do it. I just think Odegaard is the pick. And in defense, Saliba, Gabriel, Raya, whoever you fancy. Uh, their fixtures are good for a while. Uh, West Ham at home, Fulham away, Palace at home, Forest away, Liverpool at home, West Ham, which is good fixtures. And Arsenal are in a good moment. They're playing good football at the moment. So, you know, people in the chat were asking me about Bukayo Saka. I told you, he doesn't seem like a Hall player. I'm probably doing this so that he hauls this week. Uh, but you hold him through this period. With Son and Salah out, there's no reason to do anything with Bukayo Saka. That's all. And Jared Bowen, man, he looks like a really good pick. Uh, I was talking to Baker and Danny, a couple of my friends, and they were like, you know, I was hunting and I was thinking about Odegaard throughout whenever I get to replace Son and Odegaard. And Jared Bowen keeps doing it. I think is that once Kudus is back, why not Kudus? Because he's a million cheaper and he's better. But that said, nothing wrong with Bowen as a pick. One little gripe about Bowen is that that guy just doesn't seem to be in the bonus. So if, even if he gets one return, he doesn't get the bonus. That's one thing about him, but just an incredible pick. The fixtures for West Ham aren't too bad either. They've got Arsenal away. Tough fixture. So not a good entry point this week. Then you've got Brighton, Sheffield, Bournemouth, United. Those, that, those four fixtures are really, really good. And one thing that I saw about West Ham is that they have one of the best uh, uh, time gaps in this. So between game week 18 to 20, they have the third highest run. So you're expecting 19 to 3 from Bowen when you're looking at that. Cool. Uh, I think that's covering the things that we need to for this fixture run. Let me see. I'm going to take questions from you guys in a bit. That we just freestyle and chat some FPL. Uh, I spoke to you about the potential double. So it might be a good time to start getting City players in place for the double because the fixtures look good anyway. But I feel like it's worthwhile seeing a game or two to see what Pep is thinking of his first choice 11 now that he has everybody fit in this phase of Premier League football. Uh, that's my team. I've got Dubravka, Poro, Trent, Son, Richarlison, Saka, Salah. Salah's my captain at the moment. Darwin, I think he's good for points this week. I won't be surprised with a return or two this week. Uh, Solanke. And I've got Livermento as my sub. Heartbreaking. And I wonder if... Because Livermento could very well start this week against Forest at home. But I'll contemplate that decision later. My idea as things stand is to save this week and next week do Darwin and... Uh, Salah slash Son to Haaland and any midfielder that's up to 8.59 million. I could find any midfielders, but I think I should just get the value midfielder and Palmer in place. Let's see where we are. I could get Bowen, I could get Palmer, I can get a midfielder up to 8.5. So we'll see where we are. Cool, guys. Hit me with your questions. Uh, how many minutes are in the stream are we? I hope you guys enjoyed this. Not bad, 21 minutes. Cool. Uh... FPL and Cuckoo is saying, come on, come on, ask me some interesting questions so I can take my time with regards to you know, chatting some FPL. I'm not done talking FPL just yet. I want to talk to you guys. Uh, Karan is asking me, what about a formation switch from a 
Jay Mehra's asking play Livra ahead of Darwin. No chance. Darwin's good for a haul this week. Mark my words. If you own Darwin, don't get frustrated with him this week. This week the haul is coming. Think about the runners that did well against Boney. Sterling Sterling scored a hat trick. Not a hat trick, but he got two or three returns. Son did really well against Boney. The runners do well in this game. Uh, uh, yeah, City Presser is dicey. We might not get confirmed news uh, about Man City. Uh, Vishnu is asking Brennan Johnson as a differential. Yeah, man, he's looking good. He's really, really looking good. I, I don't mind him as a pick at all if you're shopping in that price bracket. Richarlison is the better pick, but I'm a little worried about these injury niggles and him playing 60-70 minutes at the moment. So, that's my worry. Pl uh, somebody's asking, play Leno or Ariola? Fulham play, uh, no, no, okay, we're coming back to game week 19. Leno plays Bournemouth away and Ariola plays Arsenal away. Play Leno. Just play Leno is where I am. Because, uh, because they don't have Jimenez at the moment, right? So that's the thing. Thoughts on Gordon? Expect limited minutes this week. I don't know what to say. But they don't have really anybody else to rotate with, you know. Uh, Barnes is not around at the moment. That's the problem. Uh, bring Trent in this week for Simi if it means a hit for Gal Haaland in 2021 if yes then Odio mid. So one thing I want to talk this is a good question from Karan and I just want to talk to you guys about a little FPL policy taking hits you know uh, enables you your move in 2021 for a hit but what it also does is it brings you a transfer ahead a lot of people don't really talk about this. Uh, you know, let's say Karan's question is, bring Trent in this week for Simi, but that means he has to take a hit in 20 or 21 for Oling Harlan. That's fine. What happens is that in 20 or 21, he doesn't have to spend a transfer to get Trent, who might haul against Burnley anyway, and he's two or three transfers ahead in the game. And this is for somebody who is probably not going to play because Simikas has a collarbone injury at the moment. So that's one thing to think about when you think about hits right is that you're a transfer ahead in the game and somebody like me who likes to make like i don't like to catch up in the game like uh two or three weeks ago i had no reason to do gordon to richarlison for a hit i was already on a minus four i did gordon to richarlison for a hit and i went to a minus eight but i was just that convinced that richarlison is a pick there's potential for him to explore in the next few weeks and I'm a transfer ahead in the game. I like to make these luxury punts, etc. And that means I don't have to make moves on the guys like Solanke and uh, Richardson, who are people are going to spend their transfers getting now. Just a thought on hits. A very philosophical, philosophical thought on hits at the moment. And come on, man. I'm answering your questions. Give me some likes, guys. Give me some likes. I want us to get to a good amount of likes and subscribes. I hope you guys have a good Christmas. I'm going to be spending it doing Sangeet practice for my brother's Sangeet, which happens next Saturday. And no, none of you are going to see the dancers unless Zoff plays the naughty card. Uh, Neshal is asking any Brighton attacker to consider given the fixtures. Gross at the moment. I don't know what's happening with Brighton at the moment. Joe Gomez did look very promising. I wish to mention that. Uh... A lot of people speculating over Haaland. That's all we can do, right? We speculate at the moment. And we don't need to worry too much because I think we have a good captaincy option in place. Best Simikas replacement. Chalo, let's talk defenders. A lot of people are in the market for defenders at the moment. I feel like if you don't have a clear... Def if Poro, Trent are the obvious ones. Arsenal defense is the obvious one. But we could and should probably start thinking about City defenders because they have a potential double in gimmick 25. 
the thing is we don't know who that defender is at the moment at least i can't confidently say you know you you go down to twitter and ask the likes of uh, luke etc or city predictors which defender to get but i feel like a city defender could be the right person to get i just need to know which one is the right one and ruben diash isn't the right one i think john stones is the right one but he's been sitting on the bench for a long time did he play in the cup world cup final let's check that and city like that should give us an indication right the lineup against fluminus in the final stones played diash played ak played walker played so walker stones could be options i feel like stones is going to be the best option it's just about timing his transfer in at the right time uh cool what else uh raghav is saying city don't keep sheets city will keep clean sheets they just need to change the personnel in their i'm uh, city fans i'm just joking i'm messing around at this point of time so just take it as a joke that's all uh or we'll go on we're 32 minutes into stream i think we can go on for 5 10 minutes more uh also yes uh, apologies to the discorders by the way i haven't had time to spend with you guys i've told zof just do one thing spend enough time in the discord because i've been busy with wedding festival post check in second jan i get free and i'm going to be in the discord a lot more and yes for those of you that don't know we do have a discord channel happening which is very active uh i zof tells me that he took good care of you guys especially during the whole solanki locker incident and it is completely okay to talk about an injury and a situational locker and think about fpl at the same time and that's a safe space for when people want to talk football fpl etc so get in there you just need to either become a member on patreon follow us on patreon.com forward slash fpl wire or become a member on youtube uh what's on senesi somebody's asked us bonmar do have good fixtures fulham's the thing is the next three fulham's spurs liverpool west ham i don't see them as clean sheet fixtures i think there are better defenders to buy at the moment uh people are asking about the rodri injury from what i read and here is rodri was a part of the very active celebrations he was very active part of the celebrations in the post match so it looks like it isn't anything i wouldn't worry about that karan is like maybe the dias uh, ruben diash slander slander manifests uh, diash hall yeah i wouldn't mind it man this season i i genuinely feel like this season in fpl is just so much more fun because there's just so many more options compared to what happened last year so yeah come on if the questions don't get interesting i'm going to just take a nap come on ask me your questions isak keep us all this week he should start right yes i think start this week i don't think he's injured i think wilson played two games in a row he should start against forest at home start him and then get holland in place for him uh wild card 20 okay let's talk for the wild carders what i would focus on uh looking at the fixture ticker i mean you get some of the spurs assets in place you get three city in place if you're on wild card one week do the wild card in 20 so that you have more information on city and you know which city punts to take uh so for those wild carders i would do it in 20 if you're league yeah you're allowed to do the wild card in 20 just to get the right city attackers in place fill it up with arsenal fill it up with uh trent newcastle fixtures turn good after 22 so fill it up with some newcastle players as well bowen's a good pick richarlison is an excellent pick in my opinion ellen johnson if you fancy that punt chelsea palmer is a good pick uh and kuku we need to wait a little because i realize that reese james as well 
somebody coming back from a long injury, watch them play 60, 70, 80 minutes at least once. Long, oh yeah, I mean Zoff uh, brought up the whole value proposition for players like Son and Salah. It, it isn't even a doubt in my head. Like they could be out for five weeks. You want good players during these five weeks? Sell them, it's fine. They will fall in value and the players you get will rise in value. It's fine. Don't worry about value too much. Again, a philosophical thing about value, right? As in when every game week passes, the odds of you missing out on a player reduces. So, let's say there are about 19 game weeks left right now, right? If you thought about value in game week 2, then the odds of you needing the 0.1 fall are like 1 is to 30. Now it's 1 is to, like, there's only 18 more game weeks to play in which you might require 0.1 value. So, the more you play, the lesser team value becomes important. So, the further you go into the season, think lesser and lesser about team value. I probably screwed up the math comparison, but you get, I'm hoping you guys get what I'm trying to say. Cool. I think that's it for now. Uh, pretty exhausted. Going to get some rest as well. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this little stream. Uh, okay. He's on wildcard 20 and he's asking for the best one week punt. Let's talk one week punt. Newcastle versus Forest is an enticing fixture. I think Forest will do well. Like, I really fancy the Liverpool. If you don't own Darwin Nunes, he's the best one-week punt. There. You have it. Most of you will probably own Salah and uh, Trent. And if you don't own Darwin Nunes, he's the best one-week punt this week. Even Gakpo is a good one-week punt. Because I just feel like Liverpool could score many against Burnley. That's where I am. Get a third Liverpool player as a one-week punt because I think that's the best fixture this week. Solanke, if you don't know him, is a great one-week punt. Get Semenyo or Tavenio, one of the midfielders, if you fancy them against Fulham. Isak is a good one-week punt because we're expecting and hoping he starts. Chelsea versus Palace as well. Fancy like somebody like a Raheem Sterling, you could go there. And Richarlison, if you don't know him, is a good one-week punt as well. Yeah, there you go. Wow, somebody has a benching dilemma between Ta, Trent, Poro, Gabriel and Saliba. Split the risk and bench one of the Arsenal defenders. Is what I would do. Definitely don't bench Trent. What's wrong with you? Trent is one of the best picks in the game at the moment. Alright. I think that's it for this week. Guys, I hope you enjoyed. I want to know if you... Because I've, I've, I've asked uh, Warren, who does our uh, thumbnails, to just keep a separate thumb called Laterizer's Musings on the side. If you guys enjoy this 30-40 minute sort of just what's on my mind uh, solo ramble, uh, let me know in the comments below. And I hope you guys have a merry, very merry Christmas and a new year. I think for sure I will see you guys on the other side of the uh, year. And I hope you guys get to spend some incredible time with your family. Be nice to them. It's a time of the year for love, hugs and kisses. Uh, see you next week. And take care guys. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.